This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it is the live Saturday edition tonight with you. It's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You will find that the features there are completely free, so uh, enjoy those. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites. Ours is free. Enjoy it. freetalklive.com. Actually, the main feature of the site allows you, the listener, to uh, influence perhaps the things we might talk about on the air by submitting show prep suggestions uh, to the website at freetalklive.com. When you are looking at the main column of the page, every item that you see there, whether it's a news item or a video or something like that was submitted by another listener like you and you can vote up or vote down the ones you like or dislike and the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com so again the toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231 mark uh, what did you want to bring up here tonight well you know um it's so often on like veterans day and memorial day and and uh July 4th, we, we do, we, we sort of give our opinion on war and, and how poor of a means it is to, to settle conflicts. And I can tell you that really stirs some folks up. But I figured since it was Labor Day, we ought to stir up the other side. Hmm. And um, here's an article from uh, Daniel Griswold. He is, uh, let's see, he's the director of the Center for Trade Policy Studies at the Cato Institute in Washington. And it's uh, Labor Day's over. At least for the private sector, studies show they cripple competition. But these days, unions who cripples? Oh, unions. Gotcha. Yeah, unions do. They they uh, these days they they thrive on government. U.S. labor unions see themselves as champions of the American worker, but their their movements become largely irrelevant uh, to most workers enjoying the Labor Day holiday. For the small and declining share of Americans who still work in unionized industries, the movement has proven to be a job killer. From their zenith in 1950, labor unions have witnessed a relentless decline among non-governmental workers. Fifty years ago, Hmm. about one in three workers, uh, Americans working in the private sector, belonged to a labor union. Since then, union density in the private sector has declined steadily. I wonder why. To less than well, because they stifle competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, when you, they uh, they're successful by unionizing and getting together, and they'll they'll um, you know get get higher than average wages for their for their group, and that can it can be beneficial to a business, but you know it can also be damaging. So uh, anyway, uh, Griswold continues. Since then, the uh, excuse me, labor leaders blame the decline on union busting corporations, years of hostile Republican rule in Washington and a flood of imports from low wage countries such as China. But the main reason behind the decline of private sector union uh, unions in recent decades is the anti-competitive natures of unions themselves. Like a virus, labor unions have been slowly sapping the lifeblood of the very industries and companies Hmm. That employ their members. That makes sense now. So let me see if I'm following this here. So the idea would be that these unions started up with the idea of supposedly protecting the workers. Uh, They got in bed with the government that uh, gave them extra perks and benefits and and power, if you will, over the the companies uh, that they were unionizing underneath. And then uh, they ended up, you know, being so expensive, basically, that it was yet another reason in addition to other costs that the companies have to incur in order to do business like regulations and other governmentally imposed costs that are essentially increasing the cost of doing business. So having a union around would be yet another reason uh, for that company to just say, screw it. 
We're going to take things to China. Most uh, most unions at this point are, uh, have used the law in order to make it difficult for companies to work outside of unions. I think that people should be able to unionize, and I think that unions are important in the same way that, that business is important. But I don't think that it should be a hostile and, um, and combative relationship that they have. And when you use the mechanism of government, which is a hostile mechanism, it is a mechanism of force. It, it, it is when you use the government you're you're taking you're you're making somebody who doesn't want to do something do what you want them to do mm-hmm. and so when unions get in bed with government it's always a bad thing griswold continues uh, a resurgent of union resurgence of union representation in the private sector would threaten to plunge even more u.s companies into financial distress and put more american workers in danger of losing their jobs studies comparing unionized companies to those without unions find that unionized firms are less able to compete in the domestic or global marketplace unions can help raise productivity and reduce worker turnover but at a steep cost to unionized employers through collective bargaining, unions extract higher, um, higher uh, above-market pay and benefits from employers, while more rigid union work rules reduce efficiency and blunt the ability of management to adapt to changing market conditions. As a result, unions crippled the ability of companies to compete in an open and dynamic economy. Research a worldwide economy. Yeah, well, it's even, even in the uh, na- nationwide economy, it, uh, it just doesn't work. Research by uh, Barry Hirsch of... Uh, Georgia State University and others have found that unionized firms are less profitable, invest fewer resources in physical and intellectual capital, accumulate more debt, and grow more slowly than comparable firms that are non-unionized. The inevitable outcome of of the union tax is the unionized firms inevitably yield market share to their non-unionized rivals – whether foreign or domestic. Are there car companies that are not uh, union workers? Yeah, sure. The uh, uh, Honda, uh, Toyota. Toyota, okay. Nissan. All those are non-unionized. The union tax explains why almost all job losses in manufacturing from 73 through 2006 were among unionized workers. Mm. An obvious example of this phenomenon is the big three automakers. Since the 1970s, General Motors, Ford, and Chrysler have been losing ground and would be dead at this point, likely, if it hadn't been, or at least uh, General Motors and Chrysler, if it hadn't been for government intervention. Right. Um, Then their their foreign-owned rivals, such as Toyota and Honda. It is not imports that have cut into the sales of the big three, but output from foreign-owned plants um, in right-to-work states in the South, as such as Texas, Mississippi, Tennessee, Kentucky, and South Carolina. These non-unionized foreign transplants offer solid middle-class wages and benefits to their workers. They've managed to r- remain financially viable during the downturn, and because they avoided the gold-plated pay and benefits package and and uh, of, of the, the stultifying work rules that the United Auto Workers Union extracted from the big three over the years, contracts that proved to be unsustainable in a competitive marketplace, mm. suffering through a steep recession. Unionization has extracted a toll on other sectors of our economy as well. Many big city newspapers that have been hemorrhaging red ink are also unionized. The U.S. Mm. Postal Service is on track to lose $7 billion in the current fiscal year. (laughs) You wouldn't be able to save the Postal Service by ununionizing it, but nonetheless. (laughs) Even though they have a monopoly on first-class mail. The one sector where unions have managed to hold their ground... Is in government. government. Union density among government workers guaranteed. has held, it's guaranteed money. Right. Has, and you pointed out exactly. Has held steadily between uh, 33 and 36 percent of total public employment. Unions but even consu- there – I'm sorry to interrupt, but even there, 
uh, their unions aren't going to be able to extract blood from a stone. As far as remember, we were talking a few weeks ago about Illinois, uh, California is having to write some IOUs. Illinois can't they can't find enough money to pay the pensions. They're taking loans now. They're taking on billions of dollars in loans right. to pay the pensions of these people. I mean, so even though they've got this, California's union, paying its workers in IOUs. Yeah. Uh, so even though they've got this union, uh, it's that's not going to get their pension checks, right? Yeah. Because at some point, the state government people are going to run out. But but true, historically, historically, unions in the the government sector have done a or the violent sector, shall we call it, have done better because well, you can't not choose to do so-called business with them. Whereas with the big three or the other companies, you can go with the competition. Uh, but here, there there is no competition. Here, you have to pay. Costs of unionization can be passed along to taxpayers without losing market share. How could the government <laughs> lose market share? If, the, if you oh, decide if you're not going to pay your income tax or your property tax, then the government's going to come in and they're going to put you in jail. They're, mm. they're going to point guns at you. They're going to taser you. They're going to take your house away. If, they're going to do whatever it takes not, because now this is how it operates. Yeah. Well, not if you get enough people together and refuse to pay. I right. think that might be successful. Unions um, have... You know, they, we they, need to unionize the people and say, screw you to government. They've changed from what they were at one point to something entirely different. This is a union unionized government workers is what you're talking about. It's only 8% of the United States population is in a union that isn't government union. And so, it, it's 36% that's a, in, uh, of the government employees are in a union. What is America celebrating on Labor Day? I think the achievements of unions in the past, and they had huge achievements, but I, I think that I, I think that they time got, they got a hold of power. Yeah, then, that right? once power corrupts. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Your thoughts on unions are welcome. You can also bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live Saturday edition. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two. Hey everybody, Scott Horton here for FreedomCam.net. From coast to coast, the increasingly militarized American police state has grown out of control. Peace officers have become law enforcement. The old doctrines of minimal force have fallen by the wayside. Cops are now trained to use overwhelming force in virtually every situation, resulting in an epidemic of police brutality across our society. I say fight back while you still can. Film the cops and put it on YouTube. A critical mass of police brutality videos is being assembled online, and a change is going to come. Police perjury is no match for instant replay. FreedomCam.net offers discreet video cameras to help you avoid confiscation while checking power and protecting yourself. FreedomCam.net This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, 800-259-9231. And uh, some of those features, by the way, include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, perhaps you're on one of those uh, stations that only carries our Saturday program. We do it all week long as well. You can go get the archives right there on the front page of the website at freetalklive.com. If you made a list of your top 10 most dangerous politicians in America... It's likely that Nancy Pelosi shows up on that list. I mean, she uh, this is the gal that said, well, we've got to pass the health care bill to find out what's in it. Regardless of what you feel about uh, socialized health care, this gal, dangerous. There's somebody who's running against her who is a real option, an anti-war Republican. Now, you don't have to agree with what the guy has to say as far as being a Republican, but you, you probably will agree with me that 
Well, in fact, he's the only person that can beat Nancy Pelosi in this in in San Francisco. You can donate to his campaign. If you live in America, you can donate to John Dennis. Go to John Dennis. That's two ends in Dennis. 2010.com. I've donated. I think he's a great candidate. And I think that he'll take care of uh, this dangerous politician, Nancy Pelosi. John Dennis, 2010.com. We're talking about unions here, and just I think maybe a question to throw out for those of you uh, listening here tonight that may want to participate in this discussion, because we're talking about how unions have essentially uh, the the amount of unions that are out there, private unions, uh, business organizing business employees has gone down. Uh, The amount of unionized employees has dropped, diminished significantly, whereas the government unions continue to uh, be very strong, continue to uh, you know take money from people because well there's no way that you can defund them you can't choose they can't the lose market share nobody can choose to find a more efficient uh, you know better serving government so what was your experience i mean if you've been in a union and are not anymore or perhaps you still are uh were you were you coerced into getting into the union in some places if you want to get a job uh you have to be in the union like for instance i know in new york city uh in the radio business you have to be in the radio union or whatever they call it, broadcasters, yeah. I don't know what it is. I've never been in one of those things before. But in some places, if you want a job, you've got to be in a union. So what was it like? I mean, what was your experience like? Was it, you know, all peachy and great? Or I know was in it- the, uh, the the New York union, as a radio host, you're not allowed to touch the board at all. For real? What, the way you run your – no, you have to have an – you are not qualified <laughs> to touch that board, my friend, that you built. The whole studio you built with your hands, you're not yeah. qualified to do so <laughs> Because that you're in New York and a and an engineer has to do it. Well, right, I wouldn't be qualified to build it in the first place, right? Well, it, I, I I would wonder what would happen if you actually did it out of your home. Um, a, you know, there in is a home business in New York City. A good question. How would that go for you? That's a darn good question. It would depend on how popular you got. Once you got popular, they come after you come like after they, you. like government always does. So I don't know. If you want to share your union experiences, you're certainly welcome to at 800-259-9231. I mean, we've heard some stories over the years that have been pretty crazy with the just kind of the, the gangster-like people that are in some of these things. And as you said, Mark, the idea isn't uh, a terrible one. The idea of uh, people who are working folks getting together at a certain location to uh, at a job or whatever to, uh, to to essentially team up and demand better working conditions. I think that there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. It's just that what happened was is that they got in with the the halls of power. They got their hands on the ring, uh, so to speak, of the ring of power, and then that uh, it corrupted them. And then they they started swinging the uh, the axe of government, the wielding the gun of government against the the business owners. So rather than just using their collective bargaining power, they brought in a criminal gang to uh, to assist them. And whenever you use force on others, it has consequences. Uh, there Every are time. unintended consequences. So let's continue. This is from Cato, the Cato Institute. Right. Um, American workers do not need collective bargaining to enjoy the fruits of a free and open market. The Great Recession of we don't have a free and open market, by the way. The Great Recession of uh, 2007 to 2009 has caused. They claim this recession is over, by the way, uh, as widespread pain, but it should not have been allowed to obscure the long-term progress. American workers and their families have made in uh, recent decades the real compensation per hour earned by American workers. This is important, everybody, because they tell you lies. The real compensation per hour earned by American workers, that is, wages and benefits adjusted for inflation, is still 20% higher on average than a decade ago. 
Median household income is $6,000 higher than it was in the year in the ni- early 1990s. And despite the recent drop in home income and st- stock values, median family net worth is still 10% higher in real dollars. Those are $1963, I think, um, at the end of 2008 than a decade ago. So this isn't these aren't just numbers that aren't adjusted for inflation. 30% higher than 20 years ago. It remains one of the big lies of the economic debate that we have uh, traded away our high-paying unionized manufacturing jobs for low-paying non-unionized service uh, jobs flipping burgers and cashiering at a big box retailer since the early 1990s two-thirds of the net new jobs added to our economy have been in service sectors such as education healthcare, business financial professional services where average wages are higher than manufacturing the american middle class today earns its keep in the largely non-unionized service sector the obama administration and democratic congressional leaders owe a big political debt to the aflcio teamsters and other uh, labor organizations that expend so much money and manpower to get them elected the so far unsuccessful effort to pass card check legislation is just one example of the payback labor leaders expect to receive for their loyal backing Let's go to the phones and the fun. Talk to Tom in Myrtle Beach. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Tom? Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? You're listening to WRNN out there. Yeah, you guys, I really enjoy listening to you. Thank you, sir. I was just uh, telling the uh, screener there that uh, Verizon, I worked for Verizon for about 28 years, and uh, I was in the union for about 13, but management, the rest of it. Mm-hmm. My mom, too. Oh, really? Uh-huh. That's great. Well, anyway, uh, here just just recently they made offers to 12,000 employees, you know, you know, to leave the company, craft uh, employees, union people. Mm-hmm. And they gave an incentive of $50,000 just to – now, Verizon won't say that, but they offered $50,000 for these union folks to just, to, to just you know, leave. Away. <laughs> 50 grand can you imagine 50 grand. They, they consider 50 grand. that a can you, bargain can you believe that yeah it's a bargain to get rid of them at that price because long term it's going to cost them more to keep them on board right so that's right but uh I, you know being in the union and also management over the years i can see uh you know where verizon has lost a lot of you know stock shares and everything else and their profit just because of all the you know, they have this no clause where they can't fire or, you know, they can't lay off the, some of the union employees. So, so is that, is, are they prohibited? To, is that, a, is huh? that a union contract that they have with Verizon or is that some sort of state uh, contract that the state comes in and says you can't do this to the union people? How does that work? No, no. It's a, it's a contract, a binding contract with the union stating that it's a no, no layoff clause for, for some – and the, especially the long-term employees have been there for years. So instead of laying them off, they said, hey, if you'll voluntarily leave, we'll give you $50,000. That's exactly right. That just happened. They were 12,000 employees that they just got rid of, union employees. Tom, thanks for sharing the story. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231. You're welcome to share your union experience or bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition. So, you want to move to New Hampshire for liberty? nhmove.info has articles, links, and activism alerts to help you decide exactly where and how to make your move. Even job listings. 
browse the inventory of Liberty blogs, sites, and media, or promote your own efforts, all free at nhmove.info. If you're moving to New Hampshire, you better go now and bookmark nhmove.info. Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free. We've got a lot of stuff on the site, including our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. WIKIwiki.freetalklive.com. Antiwar.com, your source for anti-war news and views for 15 years is having its quarterly pledge drive. You can strike a blow against the empire and give to antiwar.com. Just go to antiwar.com slash donate. You can uh, go there, and there's a telephone number that will help you out. And that live read is brought to you by Jason Osborne at SACL CAI. We're uh, talking about unions here tonight, and appropriately enough, because it's the Labor Day holiday, as uh, Americans across the country will likely be uh, enjoying barbecues and, uh, and such. It should be called Barbecue Day. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. That's what everybody does on holidays, right? Everybody has barbecues. But uh, not on su- summer Memorial holidays. Day. This is the, the end of summer, as it were. Almost. Well, it's I'm sorry. Well, the final not, holiday of summer, probably. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sort of the the um the sort of understood end of summer. So, uh so now Labor Day was created to to essentially celebrate the successes of unions, right? That's pretty much it, yeah. And uh, as we pointed out earlier, there's nothing wrong with the idea of unions, of people getting together and, and saying, well, this condition here is crappy and we think we should have better and if you don't give it to us, then we're walking out or whatever it is. That sure. There are conditions that would cause me to quit a job. Uh, I, mean, I work for myself now. I don't know how I would yeah. uh, make those conditions exactly uh, transpire. But the, you know, when I've worked other places, there would be conditions that it would cause me to leave i've quit jobs so you know the idea that uh, you know we're all working for the company store and we've loaded 15 tons and what do you get one day older and deeper in debt you know it just doesn't apply anymore it applies other places in the world maybe even other places in the country i'm not saying that unions should be stopped no. i'm just saying they when they get in bed with government is when they jump the shark yeah, that's uh, exactly right. And that's what we've been pointing out here. Of course, uh, it's the idea of using force on people as opposed to just as opposed to just persuasion. I mean, really getting together with other uh, employees and refusing to, to do X, Y or Z is is a method of persuasion. Whereas when you come in with the government and you say, well, now we're going to force you to sit down at this uh, bargaining table. Now we're going to force you to accept this union contract or we're going to force your uh, company to unionize. Uh, I was talking with uh, Julia uh, before and I guess there was discussion of some sort of bill in Washington, D.C. that would make it. Uh, Yeah, um, that uh, she she was going to, uh, I guess, the card check. Was that what it was? Card check? What is what card, is check, card is check? Is a uh, it's it's basically it's it's a system to make it easier for businesses, uh, you know, employees in certain businesses to unionize. Meaning, right. it's easier for unions to get in there and force employees who didn't want a union to That's participate. Right. Yeah, and I don't remember what the rules were, but when I was told about it, it was it was pretty outrageous. Uh, it, there was like some sort of an anonymous vote, 
and if the employees would vote in a certain way, 30% or something like that. Or, I don't remember. If you know more about this than me, please call in and, uh, and alert me to it. But you said this in the Cato article that the card check thing hasn't really gotten anywhere. It hasn't gone anywhere. It, it, well, it's the, it's the danger. It's one of those looming dangers that might occur before November or even after November. There, there could be something passed through a lame deck session. So anything that happens before January, I can assure you that uh, the Republicans are going to take back over. I'm not saying that I consider that to be the uh, the, the savior of America. I, I think we've had all Republican government before, and it stinks just as bad as all Democrat government. Sure, sure. Um, I like I, if we're going to have a national government, I want them uh, pretty equally uh, represented and at each other's throats so they get as little done as possible. Um, I would prefer to just see states uh, nullify the federal government and their the large the most most of the powers that they have usurped unconstitutionally i am on strike uh for the against the federal government but i I don't have a list of demands i don't want anything from them i'm just not i just just fired them yeah i just don't want to have anything to do with them and that's just it you can't for the most part most average folks at a job working at some corporate job can't just say no to the federal government because that corporation is taking money out of their paychecks and sending it off to the feds and it's going to be pretty tar- it's going to be pretty uh, difficult to convince that corporation whoever's operating the accounting uh, receivable payable department there it's going to be very difficult to convince them yeah uh, you don't need to be withholding that social security money or that uh, medicare or that income tax i'll just take all of it thank you very much it'll be pretty difficult to do that um, but I, it would be nice if that would happen. Anyway, let's continue with your calls about what you want. You're welcome to comment on unions or whatever's on your mind. Joseph is in Tallahassee listening to WFLA-FM. Hello, Joseph. Hi, how are you doing Super. today? Super. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I love your show, and I'm a first-time caller. Welcome, sir. I, I'd like to come at this from a, a perspective of someone who has worked in the union shops and, and has not. Yeah. And someone who also had a father who had worked... Uh, in uh, really in Pennsylvania, in places that where they did organize in the mines, and it was interesting for me in my youth talking to him because he told me that there was never a time uh, when they actually organized uh, with the intent of increasing compensation. It was always safety issues. Now, my father would be approximately a hundred if he were alive. I'm 64 years old, so it was very interesting for me to hear that that was really the impetus. Uh, they mm. they wanted to have a safer work environment. He said nobody that he knew in the early days of union organization would have thought of anything differently. What changed? A, a myriad of things, I'm sure. Uh, I'm going to make a statement which you can disagree with or agree with. Having been in both situations, I find that inadvertently or advertently, what generally has caused a change in the union is at the very root of it, many, many, many times, as a corporation, company, what have you, grows, there is almost a lack of communication eventually between the workforce and the worker. In many, many instances, it becomes wait, 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 wait. between management and the worker. You said workforce and That's the worker. Precisely. Okay. Precisely. Yeah. I would agree with you that. Know? The larger a company gets, the the less communication mm-hmm. there's going to be. Sure. Yes, sir. And it almost becomes an us against them type of deal. Mm-hmm. I have seen situations that worked extremely well. I felt 
and they were ones where it was almost like the old craft guild. In other words, it may not be practical in today's environment, I don't know, but the people that had been there for a while, that had worked there for a while, really did have a say upon whether they wanted this person working next to them. Mm. In other words, was this going to be a productive individual in the work environment? And that decision was made over about a six-month period. Was a person coming to work? Uh, in other words, they had an input. The final, uh, the final say, of course, was management. But there was a probationary period, and I think that works rather well. Hmm. It could potentially. I can give you another illustration of um, the PBA. What's that? Uh, Police Benevolence Association, Ooh. which actually uh, does uh, represent in the state of Florida the correction officers. Were you working now, for them? I was working for them, yes, sir. Okay. And here's the deal. You pay, I joined immediately uh, at the You have to, right? You don't? No, you did not have to. It's okay. a right-to-work state, Florida. But it was a huge mistake for me to join, and I'm going to tell you why. Do tell. I paid about the same amount that I did for my medical. Unbeknownst to me, if prior to a year, your year probationary period, there was any, any problem at work, they wouldn't represent you at all. And, and made no bones about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And no one else knew it either at the time. So, you so in essence, it was all completely up to uh, whatever facility you were working at, mm-hmm. whether or not you had violated something or done something inadvertent even, that they could let you go. Uh, so that's a very hard situation. Why would anybody... Now, they would represent you beyond the year's time, whether you were a member or not a member. So you were paying dues for an entire year, and they basically would leave you high and dry. Thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is available now for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. Again, that number brought to you by our friends over at SACL CAI. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. Uh, again, freetalklive.com, the place to go. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, uh, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live gets a portion of Amazon's profits. It's the same great Amazon with the same great prices, free super saver shipping deals, new items, used items, dozens of categories uh, shipped right to your door, whatever it is you're looking for. They probably sell it. Get your shopping done and help Free Talk Live at the same time by going to amazon.freetalklive.com. Now, from creating new and old media to political action to civil disobedience and market-based activism, you'll find more pro-freedom activism than you likely ever imagined possible when you move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. 
You can learn more at freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. Everything from union discussions to whatever you want to talk about. It's a live Saturday edition. We continue to the phones and the fun. David is in Keene, New Hampshire, our very own Keene, listening to WKBK. Hello, David. Hello. Hey, what's on Hey, um, I'm just curious. I wonder how many girls listen to that music you all play. What, the the rock and roll, uh, the, the, the metal yeah, that music? heavy-duty metal. I don't know. There's some metal chicks out there. Yeah, I know, but there's not. <laughs> unfortunately, there's not that many, but... Well, it's, right. you know, it's not a talk show. It's not a, uh, a music show. Yeah, so the, the bumpers are only 30 seconds long, and yeah. uh, Ian talks over most of them anyway. I think they're cool anyway, but what I, what I was going to say was... Um, Unions. Yes. And you all don't like them, it sounds like. No, well, that's not what we said. Oh, I don't I guess I'm not catching it. Well, Mark, what would well, how would you I would characterize it? it as I think that uh I think unions are a good thing in the same way that I think business is a good thing. And I think that it's good that uh workers get together, talk about common problems, work on uh solutions with management. I think that the bad thing is is when uh union gets in unions get in bed with the government and been, begin forcing their will on employers when they uh, uh essentially get too greedy and and just get too much money it may it it, it it, it hobbles the business and, and generally drives it into the ground. And it corrupts the union as well at the same time. Yeah, it, it, you know, then the workers have no jobs. Do you think the, uh, the, the American auto industry is that kind? Absolutely. Oh. If you look at the success of uh, Toyota and the other non-unionized... Right, I guess I should say the, American, uh, the big three American automakers, because there's plenty of automakers in the United States that don't have union workers. The reason, I don't know, I thought you were against it, and I always think about um, The Jungle. I I don't know if you all read that. Yep. A lot Up of people read it. Yep. And that, that pretty much is, you know, I don't know, I guess the the, the unions, in my mind, were like an antidote to, to all those things. I agree that unions at that time were an antidote to those things. Uh, the problem is, is when the workers use their power that they've managed to get together and lobby politicians to get what they want as opposed to lobbying their own uh, you know, employers. Because once you bring the, the golden gun of government into the scenario, then choice goes out the window and it, it makes things much more difficult. I think unions have done great things in this country. My son is named after Andrew Jackson. Jackson, and he was the uh, you know the first Democrat president in the United States. He he brought he he was uh, hugely affiliated with labor. The problem is is that labor, just like so many other things um, in this in, in in the country, have gotten involved with government. And once you bring government in this into the scenario, then you then you're bringing force and, and violence. And and every time you bring force into a situation, uh, but whatever the situation is, you end up getting unintended consequences. And we can go down. You know, the laundry list of, uh, of examples. People think they can force people to stop taking drugs, and that doesn't work. They end up, you know, just uh, making people's lives worse and uh, bringing out prohibition, which has all kinds of uh, just hor- uh, horrific consequences on our freedoms and, and uh, on our safety. And there's just so many examples of this. And so similarly, when unions, uh, as we pointed out earlier, grabbed the ring of power, it, uh, it corrupted them. And so it's not to say the idea itself is bad. It's to say that when they decide to go and use the guns of government to try to get what they want, rather than just using their collective bargaining power, uh, then that's when they cross the line. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. That definitely does. Thanks, David. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We continue with your calls and go to Daniel listening to WTKG in Grand Rapids. Daniel, what's on your mind tonight? 
Oh, uh, how you doing, guys? Super. What's on your mind, Daniel? Well, I got a few things uh, I just wanted to quickly touch on, maybe, you know, throw around out there. All right. But, um, you know, uh, unions, uh, weren't they, like, started by the mob or something like that? No, largely you're dealing with uh, situations where um, the, the the world was transitioning from a feudal feudal system to a uh, industrial system. So the the rich people who had the money to start businesses largely were people who you know were rich be- before when in the feudal system so they treated the workers like serfs and uh, you, you know when you're talking about industrialized stuff metal things are a lot harder than wooden things and people are getting their limbs sheared off and working conditions st- stunk and they were getting treated a bit, little better than slaves so they got together and they they said we're not going to deal with this anymore and um the 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 big businesses decided well We'll just use thugs in order to get what they want. So they used force and violence, and then the unions, you know, battled back violently. And and so, all in all, I think that they they were standing up for their their rights, and that's a fine thing. Um, you have the right as an employee to demand better working conditions or leave. You have the right as an employee to talk to other people and with them together collectively to demand better conditions or leave. So it's kind of like uh, it's it's like freedom. People speaking up and wanting more freedom in the working community. Yeah. What else did you have on your mind tonight? Okay. Uh, uh, someone touched on the music. The music actually is my favorite band. Uh, I was wondering, do they endorse you guys the show? Well, there's a That's handful of, there's two. a I handful of different that. bands that, uh, that we use. Who are, so who are you referring to? Megadeth. Oh yeah. No, they don't. Uh, but, uh, they've never even, uh, you know, we've, we've mentioned. never talked to Dave Mustaine before, but, uh, <laughs> I do like the Megadeth. So oh, thanks, yeah, thanks too. for the call, sure. dude. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Let's go to uh, Paul listening to Rehoboth Beach. It's basically uh, the, the stuff that uh, you know I couldn't play when I was a rock and roll uh, disc jockey. Yeah. Like, I tried playing some Megadeth one night at like four in the morning when I figured the program director would never know. Sure enough. And that guy called me on the hotline. I don't know how that happened. Maybe it wasn't four in the morning, but it was a time when I thought he wasn't listening and reamed me out over it so now you a little 30 second snippets and i, I don't actually even listen to this uh, most of it anymore no it i've was been more uh, sh- i've been uh, hearing you come in and hearing you listen to pop stuff recently no it's, it's not pop stuff well i guess it's what it it's seems more like pop to than megadeth is i suppose but anyway 800-259-9231 uh you can take control of the airwaves uh, let's continue here paul is gone your calls are welcome about whatever's on your mind. I know, Mark, you've been trying to get me to put Frank Sinatra into the rotation I do for like years, that. haven't yeah. you? Uh, more of a Dean Martin. What fan would you personally. rather hear? What, what, would, what would you, if you could have your druthers with the uh, the music rotation on Free Talk Live? What what would it be? Uh, you know, um, I there's lots of different stuff that I like, but none of it's uh, heavy. Um, g- generally, not country and generally not hip hop. But mm-hmm. you know, I, obviously, you have to go with musical stuff because I I just don't think it works when you have people singing through the intro. No, I agree with that. I agree. Uh, yeah, that's one of the things that's nice about metal is they usually have lengthy solos that yeah. uh, you, you can use for music bins. So. Yeah, you know, I I like all different kinds. Hey, there's news here out of, uh, let's see, uh, this is the USA Today, Washington. story here is that government anti-poverty programs have grown to meet the needs of recession victims, now serve a record one in six Americans, and are continuing to expand. 
More than 50 million Americans are on Medicaid, the federal state program aimed principally at the poor. A survey of state data by USA Today shows that's up at least 17 percent since the recession began in December of 2007. So I guess in a way this uh, recession is going to be good for government, Mark, because, well, it's going to get more people hooked on their handouts and so therefore uh, more likely to vote for more government hey this government cheese is pretty good let's get some more of it i think they're uh, i think the government has uh, essentially spent itself into insolvency and and i think that more people being on the dole is not going to be particularly good for the government uh, i think that they could probably hold off Short-term their money. inevitable demise by stopping aggressions in iraq and afghanistan that's not going to happen is it well it doesn't seem likely but uh, they're supposedly downsizing the force in. Uh, oh, that's in Iraq, right. Combat's but, over. Yeah, they're lying there. They just changed it to different <laughs> names. But now they're uh, advise and assist troops. You know, the, it's not good for the economy when you. Uh, well. In Afghanistan, they're paying $100 a gallon for diesel fuel in order to uh, run generators that are air conditioning tents. Mm. What is that producing in the world? I mean, when you're when you're spending money in the marketplace, you're producing things. People are buying them. People are becoming better and and wealthier because of the exchanging money for real wealth, which is uh, capital, cars and and appliances and hard goods and and soft goods and things like that. In the military marketplace, you buy things and waste them, blow them up, or you know, plant them in the ground or whatever. One out of six Americans uh, apparently receiving handouts from the federal government. We'll uh, continue here. You're welcome to bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. John Dennis, an accomplished businessman and entrepreneur, has been a pro-liberty Republican for a quarter century. He's the new face of a new Republican Party, and he's running for congressman of California's 8th District. I'm John Dennis, and I support drastically cutting both taxes and spending, which will help repair our devastated economy. Abolishing spendthrift governmental money pits that fail to produce the desired results. Bringing our troops home to defend our country, not policing other countries around the world. And a return to personal responsibility self-ownership, and freedom of choice for all Americans. Something John doesn't approve of? Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> it's time for the Wicked Witch of the West to go away. Wipe the slate clean in California's 8th District in Washington in one blow. Contribute to the John Dennis for 2010 campaign at johndennis2010.com. I'm John Dennis, and I approve this ad. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there free. main feature of the site allows you to uh, interact with other listeners in that uh, you get to submit different suggestions. Other listeners vote on whether they like them or not. Suggestions for perhaps us to use on the air uh, or suggestions for other listeners to uh, to check out, like maybe a great video that you found on YouTube or a news article of interest. Uh, whatever it is you want, you submit it to the site, then uh, everybody votes, and then the most voted up make it on the front page of the website at freetalklive.com. 
com. All those other talk show hosts out there, you pay for their websites. It's all top down. Uh, they give you information distributed. Yeah. Free Talk Live is interactive, and the listener, the 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 web viewer, browser person, they they're the ones in control. Well, all right, so we're going to continue here. You can bring up absolutely anything, uh, take control of the airwaves, and then coming up, if we get a chance, we'll tell you about what that madman uh, down in Maricopa County has done, or what his his uh, minions have done to a woman that the, was under their care at their facility, their correctional facility. And we'll tell you how they corrected her right to her grave and have, of course, uh, zero consequences for it as well. Well, she's not wrong now, is she? Let's continue, though, with your phone calls. Bill is listening to KMED in Medford, Oregon. Hello, Bill. Bill, you're on the air. Yes, sir. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Thank you. Yeah, uh, I I pretty much agree with uh, the balanced report on the unions and management, where I would probably say that there was a little bias showing as an indication. I agree that there's criminals in the system and those sorts of things. But where it comes to saying that unions have an unfair advantage with government, do you realize how much money BP, for instance, spends on lobbying activities? All these corporations lobby, and that's their access to politicians. No, I, I agree completely it, with what you're saying. You know, so, so I'm saying, you know, that in all fairness, I don't think there's I would very much appreciate it if they would rule out both. If they said no union, um, uh, no union lobbying, and no business lobbying, but it, that's not going to happen. Well, the, so you're, it, what you're right about here is that the unions and the corporations are all uh, lobbying, and I'd imagine unions are corporations now too. Yes. But uh, I, uh, they're all lobbying for control over the gun in the room. They're all trying to use the violence of government to their own benefit. And the, what they don't realize is that the more you turn to that as a solution, the worse things get just in general. So you're right about what, uh, what you're saying. Yeah, and I, you know, and I, I abhor violence from, from any source. I'm a peace-loving man. But uh, I don't know, you know, uh, you look at it from a historical perspective and you have, you have the same thing as you were describing that the uh, the uh, scabs and strike breakers came in early. Now the shoe's somewhat on the other foot. Everybody's saying, you know, unions got to go. Well, I think there's a place for unions, and I think there's a place for sitting down at the negotiating table and working it to, out together. But we're becoming such a divisive society that. Uh, you just, you just don't see people trying to cooperate anymore. Right, and, and that's, that's because, that's, and the reason why, in my opinion, and I think you're right about that, uh, is because there is that gun out there, the guns of government, the violence of, uh, the, the violent monopoly, as Barack Obama described it, uh, and he's absolutely right about that. It's this this gang of criminals that are willing, you know, if you can manage to lobby them the most and line their pockets and do things for them, that they will do things for you, and then it will somehow benefit you, and you're right, it creates division between people. In fact, that government feeds off of that division. Uh, the more divided people are, the more they will feel upset that the other side has gotten control of the government, and so they will right. they will work back and they'll uh, you know they'll, they'll lobby even harder. It cuts across it cuts across party lines. Also, you know, uh, you know whoever's in there, you put them all in a sack. My contention is, you put them all in a sack, shake the sack, pour them out. They're all going to hit the ground at the same time. So, oh, they're all the same I to me. Think my, 
they're all the same as far as I'm concerned. Political parties, right? Yeah, yep. I think political parties are, uh, you know, are kind of archaic. Uh, Again, really, it's all for, it's, for it's a true democracy or a true republic. You know, I no political parties with uh, with the way that the uh, the, the founding fathers wrote this uh, 230 year old technology called the Constitution. They made a winner take all system, and because there's only one person can win, that the, the parties essentially had it has to be a two party system. I think that if oh, you yeah. want to get rid of two parties, you have to do what so many people consider to be unthinkable. You have to set the Constitution on fire and uh, that's the only way you're going to get rid of them uh, bill i want to thank you no it's almost an insoluble but you know one of the things about we had back in those days we had statesmen now we have politicians i think that's the difference yeah i think that's you know they've always been they've always been people in search of power drafters of the constitution by and large were people you know that were put country first and uh, what does that mean well, uh, what what you mean putting country first? Yeah, that that's meaningless. It's a meaningless statement. What does that What does that mean to you? No, I don't. I don't think that it's. Uh, I like I say, I'm 78 years old, and mm-hmm. if it meant today sending an 18 or a 20 year old into combat, I'd rather go myself. I, I'm. Uh, I, I consider myself a patriot. I spent two enlistments in, in the military. Does, a, does I, being a patriot my, mean, my that, con- Bill? Does being a patriot above? Uh, I don't think that the country should be above individual rights, but okay. I do think that we have to think of the country in terms of uh, what is best for the country. I don't even know. I don't even legis- understand that. What What is best for well, the country? When our legislators are voting on laws instead of mm-hmm. instead of who the uh, who gave the most of their. Um, uh, re-election campaign. I think what would be best for the country is for them to shut down Washington, D.C. I thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. Because what does it mean to say what's best for the country? Really, what that means is what I think is best for everybody, right? What I think is best for all these people well, within a certain uh, for, for a certain geographic area. Wouldn't, wouldn't it Who be decides? better? I, well, indeed, but I think I don't. I think what he was trying to say, and I have to agree with him, that we would probably be better off if politicians weren't making the decision, how can I best get reelected? How can I, uh, you know, benefit the people that got me elected? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more so they were trying to do what they felt was right. At the very least, a principled person is uh, it's it's easy i would prefer to have a principled person who's mistaken than a than a thief that wants to do anything that they can in order to get power and retain it and i well, feel we have far too much of that in dc okay that that's fine mark but of course reality strikes and says that uh, if you have positions of power then those who seek it will be the ones that oh, are mostly I, looking I for i agree it, right? entirely yeah. that the 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 silliness of it all is that the idea that you're going to place these positions of power and that the most uh, you know honestly, the holy men will come in yeah, right that only good people will will run for it that even good people would run for it because honestly what kind of sociopath it takes in order to win office on a national level um, especially some of the the bigger seats out there it's just it's 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 frightening so the the idea that oh this guy this the guy with the R on his chest he's a good one well no I mean basically what you're saying is is the guy with the R on his chest is slightly less bad than the guy with the D on his chest or vice versa, whichever 
side it is that you happen to pick. And I think that, you know, from that standpoint, we need to you know, take a whole new look at the way that that humans interact and uh, limit behavior of, of other violent humans, because that's what government essentially is there for is to limit the behavior of violent people, whether in, in the sense of a national government to protect us from foreign nations. Oh, they don't limit themselves. Right. They are a They're violent the ones, organization. Right? They are the ones that are inherently violent. Everything they do is backed by violence or the threat of violence, because if you don't go along with their demands, they may very well put you in a cage. And if you don't want to go to the cage and try to defend yourself, they're, they're going to shoot you. And so th- one of the things that they do is they use this divisive fa- uh, factor. He, he was mentioning the divisiveness of this country. They divide people into different interest groups and they pit them against one another. And uh, they, they create enemies. The terrorists, the immigrants, the drug dealers, the communists, the Japs. You know, it's all there's always some sort of enemy that the government can point to and say, see, it's their fault when it's the government people that are the ones that are aggressing wholesale against everybody out there. They don't want you to see that. So they're busily putting all these, you know, divisive uh, distractions in your way. Something for you to uh, to get busy with instead of uh, realizing what the real. You've got the world's greatest Labor Day barbecue set to go. And then you run out of gas. Don't risk running empty. Change cylinders quick and easy with Amerigas. Visit Amerigas.com slash radio and enter your zip code to find one of 27,000 locations near you. And while you're there, print out the $5 rebate coupon. That'll buy another steak. Keep the grill fired up. Visit Amerigas.com slash radio. You can take control of the airwaves. It's the live Saturday edition. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line 800-259-9231. Inviting you to our website. We've got a webcam. You want to watch the show? You can. You can listen, watch, and chat. We've got the chat room built into the same page, and it's all free. Brought to you by MemoryDealers.com. The chat room and cam, you can access it by going to cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam. FreeTalkLive.com. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, Zenpacks, XFPs, X2s. They're all 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off of list price. They also offer great prices and service on new new used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches for the the average folks out there that don't need uh, optical transceivers. It's MemoryDealers.com. Their stuff's in stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. All right, so we continue taking your phone calls and go to James listening in Charleston to WSC-FM. Hello, James. James? Hello, how are you? Super. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? Okay, going to change the uh, subject just a little sure. bit. Uh, I had an interesting interaction with a, uh, a police officer some weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I just can't get it out of my mind. It's one of the strangest things that's ever happened to me. I was having a discussion with my then girlfriend at high noon uh, in the downtown area, and we had had a uh, miscommunication, if you will, a couple of days earlier, and so... Uh, I saw her on the street, and I walked up to her, and, you know, I was trying to determine where our relationship was. Well, she starts crying. 
because women like to cry a lot, and she started crying. She's not bawling, you understand. She's okay. just, you know, sobbing, you know, real softly. Gotcha. And we're just talking uh, very softly. There's no animation. There's no shouting. There's nothing. We're just standing there talking. Well, apparently somebody... Uh, some busybody, which, by the way, America has become a nation of busybodies uh, with the advent of the cell phone. Some busybodies. Oh, I don't know. They've been around. Yeah, they were busybodies. They just weren't as well-armed. Yeah, but the thing of it is, it's a whole lot easier now to dial 911 than ever before. Sure. So uh, someone apparently saw this woman uh, crying on a sidewalk at high noon and calls the cops. So the cop shows up, and he pulls up closer to her than me and asks her if everything's okay to which she replies yes everything's okay you know and so i'm i'm thinking you know the cop's going to leave but he doesn't he sits there now i'm trying to hold a private conversation with my lady friend so you know we can get things straightened out Mm -hmm. and he's sitting right there listening and finally i peeked in the car i said hey pal everything's okay here everything's fine there's nothing wrong here and Again, he doesn't make a move to leave. He sits there. And I'm thinking, what in the heck is going on here? Well, he asked uh, my friend then at the time where she worked. It was lunchtime. She told him a couple of blocks away. And he says, "Uh, how about I take you to work? To which she replies, no, thanks. You know, that's okay. So another minute passes, and I'm trying to, uh, you know, hold a conversation without him hearing it. Sure. And he then, at this point... (laughs) opens his car door and says, come on, let me, let me go ahead and take you to work. At which point she finally gives in and gets in the car. And I said, you know, uh, is this the end of it or what are we doing here? And, and she gets in the car and leaves. Now I'm standing there like an idiot after a government official took my relationship away from me for no reason at all, other than the fact that she was a little upset. And the more I think about that, I'm thinking, you know, has it finally come down to the point when government officials, uh, i.e., in this case, police department, is going to pick up every crying woman they see on the street and run off with them? Because the police cars are going to be full of crying women. And there was absolutely no reason for that. And I thought, you know, if I were the cop, and after two people told me everything was fine, I would have maybe driven around the block, maybe Mm -hmm. parked off at a distance and watched or something like that. But for the government to interfere in a personal's private relationship like that, uh, that just doesn't sit well with me at all. It's bizarre. Yeah, I, I definitely yeah, share. Yeah. I definitely share your concerns there. It's uh, really busy. I mean, the busybody of the cop in that particular case. It was none of his business. She told him that uh, she was fine, and I agree with you that if he wanted to make sure that she wasn't just saying that, he could have uh, observed from a distance to ensure that you didn't strike her or something. That you know, that's what he might have been thinking. Uh, but uh, you know, like you said, Mark, it's pretty rude of him to just sit there like that and monitor your conversation. Yeah, there's something real spooky about that, fellas. Agreed. I think so, you're sure. Uh, anyway, I just. Oh, you still there? Yeah. Uh, were you going to say anyway what? No, I said uh, it was real spooky. I just thought I'd bring that up. That right. uh, I've never experienced anything like that. Did you, you find know? out what the officer's name was, just out of curiosity? Uh, sort of. But, you know, I'm not interested in pursuing it. No, there's nothing you could uh, do anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I just thought, I wonder if this is a new trend. Uh, that that people cannot interact uh, 
you know, assuming they're interacting safely, uh, even if someone's a little upset, that the police don't haul them off to, quote, protect them, unquote. Well, it goes back to something that we kind of touched on uh, before, and it's that people don't solve problems on their own these days. They, uh, they, they don't even, in many cases, won't even make an effort. And uh, obviously, it's a very general statement. It's not fair of me to say people. Uh, but a lot of people won't just try to work things out uh, with one another. They'll call the cops in. If there's a problem with the neighbor, they call the cops rather than going over and knocking and, and speaking to somebody like a neighbor would, would, uh, would talk to you. And it's just become, people have become uh, desensitized or, or less, uh, less personal uh, with one another because they they feel like there's this violent tool. Well, well, why should I have to go and do any negotiating, or why should I go and and, and have to act like you know a, a friendly person when I can just call these uh, these men with guns and uniforms over and they'll just intimidate people into doing what I want them to? Yeah. Well, I'm. I have a comment I'd like to say, but you guys wouldn't like it. And, oh, and, go right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm. I really hate to say this, but it just strikes me odd that it seems like our government, uh, at least in my case. Uh, under under this circumstance, uh, they're out to break up the heterosexual relationship while promoting the homosexual relationship. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty. I'd say that's pretty weird. This is odd. Say, I, I would say saying that sounds paranoid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But but then again, I never dreamed that a, a, a cop would haul my girlfriend off just because we're sitting there uh, having a conversation. Where I she's, think that was just what? I think that was just a cop right. being a hero, thinking he was being a hero to a, to right. a that's, woman. That's what I think. I think he was overstepping, uh, you know, the, the sort of if you want to be a superhero, you're going to have a difficult time finding these crimes on the streets, you know. So, um, you know, here here he has a weeping woman. I suppose that there's a, a, a chance that it could have escalated, uh, you know, one in a hundred of these uh, scenarios where a guy's talking to a weeping woman could escalate into him, I don't know, smacking her around or something. So I suppose he could have been, uh, you know, waiting for that to happen. But in the process, he acted very strangely Maybe he rude. thought she was attractive and figured he could put the moves on her on the well, way. Yeah, just as likely first, to do that. Yeah, you're not the first person that's told me that. So, uh, and by the way, uh, the, the idea that the government could somehow promote homosexuality is pretty absurd. Knowing the gay people that I've known, they've been gay since uh, they even were interested in anybody. Thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. It was uh, just something that was natural for him. I don't think any amount of propaganda would necessarily make gay people. They're just, that's how they're born. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson. Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That's toll-free. 800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is where you want to go, and you'll find the features are free. Those other talk show hosts in the business, they want to charge you for their sites. We give it away. So enjoy, including stuff like our webcam and listening options, uh, live streams, Shrine of Female listeners, and more. Uh, You can go over to freetalklive.com and find it all on the house. So how soon do you want to start 
teaching that child that's special to you about the ideas of liberty. I figured I couldn't start soon enough. An Island Called Liberty is a picture book for children, and I read it to my son Jack all the time. It's kind of like Ayn Rand meets Dr. Seuss. It's a simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page. We'll make it one of any child's favorite. Go now to freemarketunderdog.com. See some samples there and order today. There's a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live with coupon code FTL. That's FTL as in Free Talk Live. Freemarketunderdog.com, an island called Liberty. All right, let's continue with your phone calls about what you want. And we go to John listening in Charleston to WSCFM. Hello, John. Hey, how you guys doing? Just super. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was going to talk to you about what I saw, the corruption I saw in unions, but you guys got me on a whole other topic now. Um, go wherever I'm, you want to go, John. Go for it. All right. I'm, I'm in the insurance industry, and I'm not about to try and defend the insurance industry. We've owned every president, I think, since the beginning of time. But what I, what I do want to talk about is what's happened on this health care bill. You know, they, the president came out wanting to push his health care bill, and you never saw the insurance industry really strike out fight back. You never saw them spend one dime on a commercial. You never saw them spend one dime in newspaper ads or any type of print media. In actuality, the insurance industry, I believe, was letting the president, and I've heard this from uh, presidents of, of one of the very high people within a one of the major insurance companies, told me, he says, Chaz, we play those guys in Washington like monkeys in a circus. They let them push this health care bill through. They want this bill secretly to go through, I believe, because we, they will be selling supplemental insurance to offset how lousy that health care bill will be because it will be the equivalent of, of Medicaid or Medicare, in which case, if it's like Medicare, you need to buy a supplement to offset the cost of what Medicare doesn't pay. If well, it's Medicaid, you'll, you'll need to buy a supplement. So they're expecting that uh, they're going to get mandatory business out of this, which is, it, it figures that uh, that they would be in support of it, just like in the same way that uh, Philip Morris was recently in support of uh, some recent uh, tobacco regulations. Because, uh, and it's very short-term thinking on their part, because eventually it's going to put them out of business. Well, I, I don't know if it'll put them out, because what happens is, if, in, in the lines of Medicare, Medicare virtually, I'm just going to use the number 80% because that's generally what is the cost share of the government under Medicare. And then the beneficiary pays the 20% that the government doesn't pay. The reason we do so well Medicare supplements is because we get to continuously raise the prices of our, of our supplements, but the government is carrying 80% of the exposure. When it, if, they, if they have a universal health care system, I'm going to be going to, to somebody like yourself and saying, okay, you can't get, basically, you really can't get your insurance from a, uh, directly from your employer anymore. And I'm going to say, how's your insurance work? Do you want to go sit down in that doctor's office and wait a half a day to see a doctor? Do you want to have to schedule your appointments four, six, eight weeks out in advance? Or do you want to buy a supplemental insurance, which is going to allow you to expedite your, your, your health care needs in a much quicker and more freedom of choice of who you want to go see. So the insurance industry is just laying back on this. Now, they came out... Yeah, but hold and- on a second. Aren't they, by this health care legislation, being forced to uh, essentially pay for people that already have pre-existing conditions? Isn't that going to be an incredible cost? Well, yeah, but if we go to, the, if, to where, they, where they are headed on this... 
they're headed towards universal health care. That's, that's the ultimate goal of the, of, the, of the Democratic Party is to have universal health care. Well, that would put the, uh, the insurance companies out of business entirely. Well, no, because it, it, what will happen is it'll be a process of evolution. It'll evolve. If that's what you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Uh, it, 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 let's say a transition. It'll be a, there'll be a transition over. There'll be a transition over to, to supplemental insurance. Now, that's just the health side. Well, wait, what, what, what makes you believe they're still going to have any form of uh, non-governmental insurance under the so-called universal health care system? Because, because the government, we, we basically, we own every guy in Washington, and they're going to allow us to do it, just as they did with I the... I see. With, so it'll be with, some sort of a fascist universal health care system, then, basically. Well, yeah, I, I guess you could say a fascist, yeah. Right? I, I mean, mean, Mark, would that sound right to you? Fascist is the marrying of corporations with the government, so... I mean, yeah, it, 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 yeah. It, I mean, in, in that capacity, yes, because if you look at it now, what's, what's transitioning right now, I'll give you an example. You, uh, Medicare beneficiaries have an option to receive their Medicare benefits straight from Medicare, or they can choose what's called a Medicare Advantage plan, where the, where the government takes the money they would normally spend on a Medicare beneficiary, and, and, and they, they average it about $900 a month. Okay, the numbers vary, but the average is about $900 a month on each Medicare beneficiary. If they go to a doctor or not, they allocate that much money for that individual. Well, instead of the beneficiary, the person 65 or whoever's on Medicare, instead of them receiving their benefits directly from the government, the government allows them to have that money sent to a private insurance company, and now the private insurance company provides the benefits. Hmm. I deal very heavily in those. We actually provide better benefits, lower out-of-pocket costs to the beneficiary, and we can demonstrate that actually Medicare beneficiaries... And you said that's called supplemental? That's supplemental to Medicare? No, no, it's not a supplemental. Supplemental is one of the other options. What is that one called that you were just describing? I'm sorry. It's called Medicare Advantage. Hmm. Medicare Advantage. And there is no primary, there's no secondary, Okay. Medicare just kind of sits behind the scenes, and now the private insurance company is the one who now pays all the claims, mm-hmm. and then the beneficiary needs to see doctors that accept that insurance. And, and the money comes from Medicare, basically. I see where you're coming from. That's very interesting, and I'm glad you called tonight because it's very, I think, revealing having somebody on the inside of the business uh, telling us things about this. Now, how about this to you? What do you think that uh, – that, how many big insurers are there out there in the country right now today? I mean, what, what a handful? No, you've got about, there's about 1,600 insurance companies, and we figure over the next 20 years it's probably going to re- reduce down to somewhere around 1,000 insurance companies. But in the health market, I can tell you in the area I deal in the senior market, within the next two to three years, and I got this from one of the presidents of a, of a major insurance company, actually one of the biggest, he figures in our area of Medicare Advantage where now there's probably, I'm going to roughly say maybe 100 companies maximum offering Medicare Advantage. In the next few years, it's going to get down to three to four because we are allowing, the insurance companies are allowing the government to place restrictions on us as agents and on the insurance companies, the the government thinking that they're winning the game. They're allowing them to place restrictions on insurance companies where the small companies can no longer compete. The, The small independent insurance agencies like me cannot compete. And what's happening is through these government restrictions, only the big companies can survive, mm-hmm. and they're going to end up dominating the market. So that's the fascism. 
thinking that they're outsmarting the insurance companies, they're actually playing right into their hands. Oh, they're all working together. Yeah, I'm afraid that's that's just how the system uh, works. Is that the big companies have the money to give to the politicians to be able to lobby for the kind of restrictions that they want, yeah. yep. which then limits competition in that arena, and it just gets smaller and smaller and fewer yeah. and fewer companies, and they're larger and larger. John, if there are 1,600 in, uh, health insurance companies out well, there, no, how come when I not 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 health insurance, just roughly insurance companies? Uh, oh no, I, okay. Well, how many health insurers do you think there are across the country? Yeah, in my market dealing in in my area, maybe I'm going to ballpark it, but maybe a hundred. Yeah, because when I was looking for health insurance a couple of years ago, I found two uh, from which I could choose in uh, New Hampshire. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. And the, the uh, they're going to they're gonna just devour one another over time. And they're going to take over accounts. And then uh, eventually when they go out of business, the government could take them over. Or you get the fascist sit- situation like. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Refrigerated Cookie Dough. Who would you bake some love for? Find fun and easy baking ideas at tollhouse.com. Kids love doing arts and crafts projects, especially when you join in. Try channeling all that artistic energy into the kitchen and bake up some creative treats together. Think of your art supplies as the frosting, sprinkles, and decorating gels, and use cookies or cupcakes as your canvas. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You, as always, are invited to take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You want to help support the show? There are different ways to do that. Uh, One of them is by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. You can do it for as little as 3 bucks a month. Now, remember, we give you the features on the site for free, so this is above and beyond all that. This is if you want to help Free Talk Live, say, get on more radio stations around the country, uh, bring more internet listeners on board, expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up with any major credit card, uh, PayPal, some alternative options are available as well. And you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, and more. Uh, So head on over, get signed up amp.freetalklive.com From coast to coast, police power is increasing every day. If it comes down to our word against theirs, we lose almost every time. The only chance that we have of protecting ourselves is by videotaping the police and putting it online. Have you have uh, have your video camera ready to use at any time? They have guns. We've got cameras at freedomcam.net. You can get the smallest video spy cameras delivered to your door for only $49. Protect yourself and help support the idea of li- the ideas of liberty. Go to fr- freedomcam.net. Order now. Get a free laser pointer flashlight at freedomcam.net. All right. Here's the story out of Maricopa County that I mentioned earlier from Phoenix New Times. And this is uh, this is a website we've shared something from before. They are fairly critical of one of the most thuggish, violent, sadistic criminals wearing a badge and a uniform uh, in this country. His name is Joe Arpaio. You might have heard of him. Uh, he touts himself he gets as... a lot of good press. He touts himself as the baddest-ass sheriff in the country or whatever. I don't, I don't know what his exact uh, title is, but that's, uh, he, he loves himself and uh, loves to uh, promote uh, how great he thinks Joe Arpaio is and blah, blah, blah. 
So the Maricopa County Attorney's Office has chosen not to prosecute Arizona Department of Corrections staff in the death of an inmate, Marsha Powell. Now, Powell, who's 48 or was 48, died on May 20th of 2009 after being kept in a human cage in Goodyear's Perryville Prison for at least four hours in the blazing Arizona sun. This, despite a prison policy limiting such outside confinement to a maximum of two hours. The county medical examiner found this is the old uh, hot box routine. Um, they they used this in Florida at one point. It was in Cool Hand Luke, as a matter of fact. The uh, um, it's been outlawed mm. as, as far as I understood everywhere. The county medical examiner found the cause of death to be due to complications from heat exposure. Her core body temperature upon examination: one hundred and eight oh, degrees God. Fahrenheit. She suffered burns and blisters all over her body. Witnesses say she was repeatedly denied water by corrections officers, though the COs deny this. The weather the day she collapsed from the heat, May 19th, and she died. I cannot see a corrections officer, um, you know, knowing corrections officers as I have, as intimately as I have. I can't see them being real excited about running water out to some convict in, in a cage out in the sun. Uh, and these are the, the the corrections officers working in uh, Maricopa County as well. Well, I don't uh, I, I I don't know if they're better or worse. I'm just telling you my experience. She suffered burns and blisters. Uh, the the heat that day, the weather, uh, the day she collapsed from the heat exhaustion, it arched over 107 degrees. According to a 3,000-page report released by the ADC, she pleaded to be taken back inside but was ignored. Similarly, she was not allowed to use the restroom. When she was found unconscious, her body was covered with excrement from soiling herself. Powell, who was serving a 27-month sentence for... Drugs. No, you were wrong. You're wrong. Immigration? No. One more more and then you're you're out. Uh, Are we talking about a vice crime here? Yes. Okay. Uh, Prostitution. Prostitution. She was in for 27 months for prostitution. And I think this is, for, by the way. For going through, this, this, is, this is the weird thing, one of these weird things. It is legal to have sex with whomever you wish. Mm-hmm. It is legal to do work for money. It is illegal to have sex for money. What kind of weird scenario is this? I don't know. It's some kind of uh, holdover of Puritanism. It's terrible. It's the world's oldest profession, and it's not going to go away simply because you lock uh, women in cells that are 107 degrees Fahrenheit. It's an easy way to make money. I'm not saying it's a safe profession. I'm not recommending it as a profession. I think it's a, it's, I think it's, it's a bad idea. It's pretty safe out in Nevada where well, it's legal. Right, where it's legal, sure. Uh, it being so, illegal makes it uh, unsafe. Right, just like everything that, <laughs> everything that they prohibit becomes less safe. It becomes far more dangerous to uh, be uh, to use drugs and to sell them because of prohibition. It becomes far more dangerous to be a prostitute or to use the services of a prostitute because of prohibition. Anyway, nonetheless, we can we can talk more about prostitution, but let me give you some more information on this story. Uh, she expired after being transported to West Valley Hospital, where the ADC director made the decision to have her life support suspended. Now, that director lacked the authority to do this, but that's another story which you can read about over on the Phoenix New Times. ADC conducted its own criminal investigation into itself regarding uh, Powell's agonizing demise. The information uh, the author here has indicates the ADC submitted its conclusions to the county attorney earlier this year. They were seeking charges of negligent homicide at least against at least seven COs as well as related charges against other prison staff. But why didn't the county attorney's office pursue those charges? Well, apparently they didn't think they could prevail in court. 
Uh, County Attorney Spokes Bureaucrat issued the following terse statement. There is insufficient evidence to go forward with a prosecution against any of the named individuals. He emailed me, declining to elaborate further. Donna Hamm, the advocacy group Middle Ground Prison Reform, wasn't buying it. She said, having read the bulk of those 3,000 pages of reports, she told me if someone in a prosecutorial position can't find a crime in those pages, they have absolutely no credibility, in my opinion. I'm sorry, the fix is in here. I mean, they it's the same old story of the government guys backing each other up and protecting one another. Well, what they what they understand is is that they open themselves up to lawsuits, then their employer is going to be sued to the tune of, you know, whatever, millions of dollars. Then they as uh, citizens of wherever they live are going to have to pay it. And they as employees of that employer are going to be their budgets are going to be diminished. So they under it's it's in their interest, in the interest of the organizations that uh, that investigate, well, themselves to not find anybody guilty. Sometimes, and I, you know, this it happens all the time in there that the politics will, uh, they'll, they'll use the system against each other in sort of a political fashion. I've seen investigations go on in that in that way. Uh, one guy with more power likes one guy with less power, and he uses the system to go after him. But that, but when you've got just one of the the nobodies, the the citizens mm-hmm. involved with the somebodies, the the cops or the bureaucrats or whomever, well then. The, the system closes ranks yeah, and begins to protect itself. Ham noted the guards passed Powell several times throughout her stay in the cage and that some mocked her pleas for water. Sure. Well, th- that I believe because, you know, like I said, got a oh, lot of experience with. Uh, are you thirsty? Yeah. Oh, you, is it hot in the cage out in the sun? As for CO's claims that uh, the corrections officer's claims that Powell was given water, Ham countered that Powell's eyes were as dry as parchment and that the autopsy results show there were no signs of hydration. Remember, the woman had a core temperature of 108 degrees when she passed it away. It doesn't really matter whether they gave her water or not. What kind of nut puts a person in a cage out in this 107 degree sun? What kind of sadistic Some weirdo sicko. does that? Ham was incredulous the county attorney couldn't find enough evidence to bring charges. She said, I'm incredulous too. It's beyond comprehension. This is the same office that has prosecuted mothers who left their babies in a couple inches of water to go outside and take a cell phone call or look at the mail. She also cited the case of Buffalo soldier Charles Long, who was prosecuted by the MCAO for negligent homicide in the 2001 death of a kid who'd enrolled in his program for troubled teens and died after being exposed to the heat and put in a bath where he inhaled water. The AD DC did make some reforms in the wake of Powell's death. It was discovered the cages that were being used to control un- uh, that that the cages were being used to control unruly prisoners. And the ADC claims this practice has stopped. However, Ham says she's uncovered a case of a man in a Tucson facility who earlier this year was held all day and overnight in an outside cage. Some 16 prison employees. So what they say is not necessarily what they're doing. Some 16 prison employees were sanctioned in one way or another as a result of the Powell incident, and some were fired. But Ham says she believes some of those sanctioned have been reinstated. The outdoor cages are still in use, but have been retrofitted to provide shade. Now they've got a little shade. And you get, uh, oh, water misters, apparently. Water stations and benches, which ironically, Ham says, are metal and would thus soak up the heat. She toured ADC's facilities to see the redone cages and admits the changes are positive, but too late to save Powell's life, obviously. Uh, If all the retrofitting in the world is worthless, if the staff doesn't follow the policy... Powell had been uh, diagnosed as mentally ill and was was on more than one psychotropic drug uh, that increased her sensitivity to heat, sunlight, and lack of water. 
All the more reason, according to him, that prison staff should be held accountable. But as usual, when the government guys, uh, somebody dies in their care, at their hands, at their choice, by their choices. Well, in this case, for a crime that hurt no one. That's the other point. Let's talk a little bit more about prostitution here in a little bit. It should absolutely be completely legal. Don't you agree? 800-259-92. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though, it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition of the program. We are here to take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. You can, as we like to say, take control of the airwaves. Tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com and find all the features there are free. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites, always touting their $7 a month program. Or if you buy all 12 months, we'll give you it for 50 bucks or whatever their deal is. We give you everything they've got, most likely, and more in our uh, website for free. Go ahead. Check it out. I guarantee you. Uh, or your money back. Freetalklive.com. No, it's serious. I mean, really, I've yet to I've put the challenge out there. Please, find me a, a, pay, a radio show pay site that has more than we have behind their paywall, that has more behind their paywall than we have for free at freetalklive.com. Yeah, how would we know? We don't pay uh, what, their, what right. their stuff is, but I just suspect that it's very unlikely. Yeah, just fine. I'm just curious if it's if it's out there, send it to me. I mean, so we've I can got know. what four years almost of episodes for free, yeah, back to late 2006. So almost, yeah. Uh, oh, so head on over, enjoy freetalklive.com, and we continue taking your phone calls. We go to ladies first. Mama Allie is with us, listening in Savannah. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mama Allie. Are you all right? By the way, I feel like I got in a really bad car accident. It was, uh, instead of an, a, a collision with another vehicle, it was a police officer. I heard, uh, I've heard what happened. I saw some of the pictures. Uh, let our listeners know what went down. Um, I, we were going downtown to go put out some menus like we always do on Friday night, and we were parking, and I looked over, and there's four cops surrounding this guy, and so I went over there. I had my camera on me, so I went over there, and I was like, hey, man, are you Okay. And he looked at me, and he was like, didn't hear me. And I was like, are you okay, man? And he looked at the cops, and I guess they were fixing to be done or whatever, and he realized they were fixing to let him go. And he was like, yeah, I'm okay. And I was like, all right. And I went to walk off, and they just started, like, bum-rushing me, and I, like, pulled out my camera real fast and turned it on. As soon as they caught, saw the camera turn on, it was crazy. It was like gizmo to gremlin transformation. It was insanity, like, instantly. And they were like, give wow. me that camera. And I wouldn't let him have a camera, and I, like, 
fought him away, and then I threw the camera, and then they just, like, tackled me into the concrete. I'm not sure what all injuries I have, but they're bad. Like, the more they're just sitting in more and more, I almost can't even move my arm or my collarbone. But it's bad. It's it's not cool at all. It definitely made me lose a lot more faith in whether or not we're going to be able to fight this war and win in a peaceful manner. It's it's really rough out there right now, and I want people to be really, really careful because they don't care, and they're hurting people really bad. Yeah. And, you know, I know that there are peaceful ways to deal with things, but this is a call to war for us. We're not doing it peacefully anymore. Well, I, I can't, I'm sorry. People. I have to disagree there. I mean, if you uh, become violent, then that just gives them an excuse to uh, to be to be even more violent, Mama Allie. I mean, excuse Ian, they're doing it anyways. That's they're true. They're people in the streets every day anyways. They That's why I moved to New Hampshire. That's anything. why I'm... I didn't touch anyone. I didn't even say anything to yeah. them. And not one word. Oh, I know. Just they're take doing... a video. I know. You know, they're doing it anyway. I'm just telling you guys That's to why... protect yourself. I'm not saying go out there and be aggressive. I'm saying protect no. yourself because they're going to whoop your ass. Well, and that's it's not cool. And that's... it hurts. It does. Uh, and that's why uh, that's why people are coming here to New Hampshire, because they know that there's no chance anywhere else out there that uh, these people are becoming more aggressive. They are becoming more violent and they're getting away with it. I mean, we just read a story a moment ago about a woman who was uh, locked in a cage in 108 degree weather and she died of heat exhaustion after the COs, the corrections officers, refused to bring her any water and laughed at her because, uh, you know, it's really funny locking a, a woman in a, in a cage like that. Yeah, this situation with Mama Allie, uh, you know, it's it's heart wrenching, the idea that uh, public servants would be so, uh, you know, blatantly not obvious service. that they don't want to be videotaped, that they would attack somebody who just is offering to, you know, keep an eye on the the employees that we all pay. It's it, it's heart rending, and I mean, you can hear the injuries that uh, she's sustained and, and the the pain that she's had. I've seen the pictures of uh, the injuries. That, I don't know if they were up on Facebook, uh, but uh, Meg was showing me them earlier tonight. And it's just absolutely and It's bad this time, and I don't know what to do. You know, I'm trying to have faith in these people, and I'm trying to look for the good souls out there. I really am. But when you see something like that, and, you know, I can really move. Yeah. You know, it's bad. You know, I don't even know what to tell my daughter. You know, she's like, looks at me, and she's crushed because they crushed me. It's awful. And how deep it reaches into your family is awful. And I don't know what to do. I feel so outnumbered out there in the streets. And so, you know, you understand that they never booked my camera in evidence. Mm-hmm. Never. My footage is still right now missing. All of it. You know, we got lucky. We went to the gas station that it actually happened at. They have two cameras right there. And oh, the guy wow. said he's going to give me the footage. Oh, thank goodness. Which is really great for me because the officer actually, because she knew she was wrong and she had to cover it like quickly. She was like, she pushed me, she pushed me, which mm-hmm. I never touched her. Never, and I'm sure all of the footage is going to show all of that. But that's how yeah. all of my charges were accrued. I got simple battery on an officer, all kinds of stuff. I never did touch or talk to any officers. And then because I asked for my attorney they changed me up like an animal and threw me on the floor to bleed for hours. For hours, Ian, because I asked for my attorney. Because I wouldn't speak to them and cooperate in their way. They zip tied my feet to my stomach and let me bleed on the floor. My gosh. 
Savannah PD is very violent. The police department in our town is very, very violent. And if I had a message to tell everybody, it would be be careful and arm yourselves. Don't wait for them to hurt you because they're gonna. Well, they're gonna do it. If you if you arm yourself and you you know you you go, I understand what you're saying. Like it doesn't matter what you do, they're gonna be violent. But if uh, if you do something of violence toward them, uh, then that gives them the excuse to kill you. Right. It, it, it takes uh, it it takes all the, the the sacrifice that you've made, and this is a sacrifice. And you've got that video, and it maybe it will do something. It's a preponderance of the video. She doesn't Mama. have the video yet. For all we know, they'll go in and intimidate the store oh, owner. I thought they uh, they didn't have. Oh, they didn't enter it in evidence. No, no, no. She's talking about the store on the uh, oh. the gas station. The gas station owner told you that he would give you the video, right? Yes. But you don't Sorry. have it. She, she has a guy, a manager coming in on Monday that's going to um, search through and get it for me, okay. hopefully. Stay I, in contact with them. Yeah, <laughs> definitely uh, definitely get your hands on that as soon as you possibly can because the last thing you want is yeah, the police for to... Sure. Get, you you know, the, because I don't know where my camera's at or if it'll ever be retrieved, but sure. like, I know I want my footage so bad, so bad, because it is right in it. And then you can hear me begging them not to hurt me, you know, and you can hear yeah. everything and see how far she was from me so that she can't even act like I pushed her or anything crazy delusional she brought up in her head to make it right to were, do what they did. It's all on that camera. Mama Ellie, were there and any other witnesses around? It was at a gas station. There was tons of witnesses okay. around, but... Pretty much the only ones are that will testify are the drunk homeless guy I was trying to help. Right. And G. Yeah. And so that's not going to be very good. Sure. Witnesses aren't much good for me, have- you know. And but I mean, if we get that footage, I was right underneath two cameras at the gas station. So. Wow. You know, unless I was in the little blind spot where they where they V off for a little bit, we mm-hmm. might have missed a little bit like that because I was directly underneath them. But I think when I was backing away from them, trying to get away from them, I think I backed right into where the camera shoots. So I think we're probably going to get lucky on that if we can get that footage on Monday. Well, I hope that, uh, that that footage comes out and it exonerates you and that that leads maybe to a settlement or something like that. But either way, I just don't see any future for freedom anywhere else but here in, uh, here in New Hampshire. I mean, I, I hope we can get everybody that's as concerned as you are that has had these experiences or knows people that have had experiences like this to come up here and to get active here and get everybody together in the same place because uh, I can tell you the cops here if you have a video camera around it's like no big deal they're total they're totally used to it uh, I'm not not to say that something like that couldn't happen like some newbie on the squad loses it or 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 whatever but I've I've never heard of anything like that uh, happening up here and I was scared to death of the cops in in South Florida uh, here I just don't have that same i just don't have that same uh fear thank you mama ali i hope you get well soon and i appreciate the story tonight yeah glad you're matching. still with us you uh, know, you've got to have these surreptitious cameras or uh quick.com uh, yeah uh, quick.com that's streaming Q- live to the internet One q-i-k of the if you'd been streaming it uh then that might have changed things a little bit or but- freedomcam.net for the uh, pen cams or something all right more coming up here you take control this is free talk live bring up anything You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. 
is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And uh, by the way, if you've missed a moment of the show, you can click and download. Our archives are free right there on the front page of the site. You go back for the, the last week, and then if you click into the archive section, you go back all the way to late 2006. All free, but brought to you by HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. Yeah, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website there with their free site builder tools and templates. Whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website, the experts at HostGator can host you. If you go through our portal, that's HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com, you'll get your first month completely free HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. All right. We continue here, uh, 800-259-9231. Just a few more thoughts, and we're right back into your phone calls. Uh, we just heard from Mama Allie, who is one of my heroes, by the way. She is uh, an agorist uh, entrepreneur. She's somebody who has created her own business out of her own home and is doing it without government permission. She's delivering food, uh, delicious southern cooking uh, to people really is. in the Savannah area and has been doing it around the clock 24-7 for the last couple of years. And it's an, ama- an amazing success story. And she's looking to – I know she's writing a book right now. and How uh, you can do it too. Yeah, to, to how essentially you can duplicate uh, what it is that she's done there with uh, The Last Biscuit in Savannah. And recently she's uh, she's gotten into the ideas of uh, the liberty movement and has kind of uh, become more affiliated with uh, folks in the movement. And and uh, as you can hear, you know, she had a camera with her and, and she saw the cops messing with somebody on the street and she decided to come up and, and uh, do a little bit of cop watching. And she probably didn't think that was going to result in uh, a, f- a severe beating from the photos that I saw. And lies. And what now? Lies. Lies by the police. Yeah, the police lied sure. about, uh, oh, yeah, she she attacked us and stuff. Right, right of course. The yeah, there's up. a group of us, and she ran out and uh, attacked us. And uh, and I, I'm fortunate in that I've never been beaten uh, by the police, uh, thank goodness. Um, so I can't really completely empathize with, uh, I mean, I've been, in, uh, I've been beaten before, but not <laughs> by the police. Um, so I can't totally empathize with her on how she might be feeling after something like that but i can certainly sympathize i can have uh, some empathy for her um and i can understand the frustration that must be involved in that or at least some level of the frustration but it's just it doesn't justify violence well it, I, I don't know whether justification isn't really um, at hand here i think it does justify violence violence does justify violence um i don't think it works so well, it creates more violence when you when I'm you just use say you you said justify okay fine. so if, if you're going to use the if you're going to use terms like that then um in fact it does justify if somebody strikes you you are justified in striking them back um that's a justification it doesn't help it yeah. doesn't forward the situation it doesn't uh, uh, it doesn't work. I completely understand that she's hysterical. I mean, she's been treated horribly, and that's um, you know that that's not really the issue at hand. She's she's handling it properly, even though she's very upset. She's doing the right thing. So that's you know that's that's uh, here and there. What I would say is that uh, you know let the you you take the opportunity and you look at what happened and you see how could we have changed this? What could have been better? And I would say what could have been better? A backup camera that the cops weren't didn't know about a uh, surreptitious camera like one of those pen cams problem in that situation you'd have to have it with you all the time it'd have to be charged up and ready to go all the time they've got watch cams too (laughs) sure no i understand that i mean if 
If you've got it charged up and with you at all times, then that's a, that's a useful thing to have. Because then if you've got a main camera and you've got a backup camera and they steal your main camera and they break it, then they probably won't even think to look for a hidden cam. That's just not going to be on their mind. So it makes a lot of sense what you're saying. You just have to make sure it's charged. Because I've got one of the, the keychain cams and uh, a, a couple of different uh, hidden cams. But if you don't have that thing plugged in that day or that morning to make sure that you, you get that battery charged up, when you go to turn it on, it's not going to turn on so you've got to have it prepped every night you got to charge that take it off the charger and you got to get, get into a habit that that having that thing ready to rock requires you to have a, a habit formed um quick.com i think is incredibly useful if you've yeah. got a smartphone qik.com go grab the uh, this mobile app it's it's totally free and within you install it on your phone and then within a few presses of your phone you can have live video streaming to the internet Go ahead, grab my camera, smash it on the ground. I mean, my my video has already gone out at that point. It's it's online, and you can have it so quick. Actually, links into your YouTube account. So even if they were to go, even if they were to take your phone and go in to somehow try to delete your video from yeah, Quick, they can't delete it, delete it from YouTube. Right, they, it's already up on YouTube after it's finished uploading to Quick. So people are watching it when they're when they're trying to yeah. to erase it all. And of course, if you lock your phone, then they can't get into your phone either. So, having having a multiple of uh, different options at your hands is certainly important. But one camera is better than no cameras, and three cameras is better than one. And of course, more people with cameras also helps as well. So, if you've got a friend with you and they've got a camera, that increases your odds that the cops aren't going to be as uh, as outrageous uh, in their behavior. But we've we talked to George Donnelly yesterday uh, at georgedonnelly.com about how the police literally piled on him when he was out in front of a federal courthouse with a video camera and he was the only guy with a camera there it sounded like mama Allie was also the only person with a camera on that scene so when they outnumber you and they know they can take your camera away from you then they will do things that are, are horrific and violent but if you outnumber can, they can they, they, they can are more liable to odds them. are good uh and, but if you outnumber them and you've got more than one camera all of a sudden their behavior will uh, will likely change. So numbers are very important, uh, which is why being around other activists is an important factor. And so join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. Let's go to your phone calls. Uh, talk to Dennis, listening to WKHM in Michigan. Dennis, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, guys. Hey, How are you Dennis. doing tonight? Great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was saying my Mommy Alley would be in big trouble up here in Michigan because we have the laws that you can't film anybody. That's really? how the police got around it. It's illegal to film anybody without their permission. That's crazy, even in public. Yeah, so, yeah well, so they, well, well, they tried to get it just for the police, and that didn't fly over, so they made it for everybody. Now, are you sure that's filming somebody, or is it just audio? Uh, is it just no, the audio it, track? It's, it's straight up filming. Well, you then how would film. it? They, so they no can businesses. Film you, but you can't film them. Wait a minute. So no businesses have video cameras? I don't believe it. Well, they have them, but you know, there's. I, I don't know how they get around it, but you can't personally whip out a camera and film. I would be curious. Unless you have their permission. Uh, I'd be curious to learn more about that because usually the way those those laws are written is it has to do with the audio track of the the video, which basically means you can't film people. I see where you're coming from, but right. frequently in a video in a uh, convenience store or gas station or something like that, the video cameras don't have audio running. It's just video, right. which would get well, them around that. Cameras everywhere. Yeah. We know that. Okay, so, so then it's not illegal to, to to film somebody. It's illegal to record the audio from that uh, from that. I'm I'm not exactly. Sure, but I, I'm telling you, I wouldn't pull a camera out with a bunch of cops around. I guarantee that, not in, not in this state. Do you think they would be as violent? Well, as... look how look how they attacked her. They were like hyenas. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these guys are trained. They love it. They, they, you know, they love it. Yeah, a chance, any the chance problem. they get to to uh, you know to beat some uh, somebody's butt, they uh, notice, they will take notice it. Notice how she, uh, the, the one officer immediately jumps to uh, saying that ah she attacked me, and it makes yeah. me wonder so often how many of these charges where people are given you know their their charges are dropped from assault on a law enforcement officer to simple assault. I wonder why. I mean, yeah, well, anybody in their right mind wouldn't attack you know four or five policemen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just insanity right there. Absolutely right. Anything else you want to share tonight? No, that's about it. I'm just Dennis. glad we picked you up guys up finally. Now, I've never listened to you before, and you're quite interested. Well, thank you. Call uh, call Mark over there at uh, WKHM, uh, the program director. Tell him thank you, because it's more important for him to hear that than it is for me. But I appreciate it anyway, and thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. And that applies to everybody listening on the radio. Call your local program director. Tell them thanks for, for uh, listen, uh, to, for putting Free Talk Live on the air. More coming up. You take Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up anything, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features, by the way, including our archives, Shrine of Female listeners, ladies who have sent us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of the program. You can head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see it for yourself. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Uh, as we continue here, just uh, again talking to Mama Allie here this, uh, this particular hour, she told her story about what happened to her over the last, I guess it was a few days ago where the police in Savannah, Georgia, severely beat her uh, for daring to pull out a video camera in a public place and record the police harassing somebody uh, over at a uh, gas station. The good news is, uh, besides the fact that she's basically laid up and uh, completely immobile from the beating that uh, that she took from these cops, the good news is that uh, apparently the, uh, the video cameras at the gas station did record the incident, and hopefully she'll be getting her hands on that recording here. Uh, within the next few days. So I hope that ends up working out for her. But it's so unlikely that any cops will be uh, will be held accountable for their actions in cases like this. We've we've had case after case after case of police abusing people and getting away with it, physically harming human beings and getting away with it. Just last hour, we read you a story from Arizona's Maricopa County, where at one of the prisons uh, there, they killed a woman. The corrections officers killed a woman by putting her in an outdoor cell for the purposes of torture uh, in the desert heat and not giving her any water. She died. Her body core temperature was 108 degrees when they tested it after death. And no one's being charged. Everything is no, nobody. No problems here. Oh yeah, everything's fine. Okay, yeah, we're gonna re- retrofit the cell. We're gonna put some water. We're gonna put a water fountain out there, and now everything's fine. We're not gonna charge any of these guys with neglecting this prisoner because 
well, she was a prostitute, and she doesn't deserve anything, any kind of human treatment. Prostitutes aren't human beings. Now, of course, they didn't say that. They're not going to come out and say that. But these corrections officers, some of them, some of them are you know, professionals, and they, they do the best they can. And uh, I don't think those people are working at the prison in uh, Maricopa County. But, I don't know. There's, uh, there's bound to be some of them. Yeah, but, but it's a lot of these people, they, they're sadists. They're sick. They know they can hurt people, and they know they can get away with it. And they take these jobs for that express purpose. Well, I, I think you should, if you're going to point out Maricopa County, then I think you should uh, you know, focus on that. I, I, different correctional officers. There different are sadists all around the country in correction, correctional institutions. Indeed. They take the jobs because they know they'll have the opportunity to, to, uh, to hurt people. Who they believe should be hurt. They believe that uh, my that, experience was not that the majority of them were not that way. Doesn't matter if the majority of them are not that way. Just if, make it clear. If you end up at the end of uh, the butt of a gun of a, a sadistic officer, then it doesn't matter what the majority do, right? Because then you then you're getting beaten or possibly put in a cell and yeah. you know ignored. Correctional and, officers don't carry guns. It's not a good idea to arm a guy who's uh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Whatever you know what I'm saying though, mm-hmm. right? If you ended up at the you know, the backside of their baton. Then it uh, wouldn't matter to you. You don't, how give, many of them were good you don't guys. give anybody a weapon that you don't expect them to t- get taken away from them in a prison. They have something in there. I think they've depends got tasers. On, it depends or on where. Like when you're talking about jail, maybe. Uh, but I, you know, my experience is that correctional officers do not carry weapons at all. Okay, they might have a heavy flashlight. Okay, then their flashlight or the end of their fist. Yeah. <laughs> my point being, their weapon is the radio. If you're being <laughs> beaten by these officers, and we've seen video footage of them beating on people in jails. Remember the one where they threw the girl up against the wall and commenced beating on her after mm-hmm. that? Yeah. That was still, uh, I, th- I think that was uh, under questioning circumstances. I don't care what the circumstances were. They're beating somebody. They don't put jails in, they don't put cameras in jails that you're going to be able to find. They're not going to get that footage to you. What and do you that, mean? That gets lost yeah. when somebody gets beaten, I'm afraid. So, you know, these people are getting away with hurting people because they believe they're bad. They believe they're criminals. And so it doesn't matter. And man, nobody cares. People on the outside very rarely care about what happens to people inside these correctional institutions. They don't think it could ever happen to them or anybody they love. Oh, well, Boy, right. are they wrong. Well, well my, uh, my family, uh, I'm a law-abiding citizen, and those people broke the law. And so, well, if they got beaten while they were in jail, then who cares? They're criminals. It's just this kind of way of just brushing off other human beings. As though that they are somehow less deserving of humane treatment. Now, I could understand if you were talking about somebody who was a killer. Like somebody who's a torturer. Some kind of a sick, twisted, sadistic murderer himself being in jail. and you know, Jeffrey him, Dahmer kind of guy. Yeah, him getting beaten up. Oh, okay, who's going to really bat an eye at that? But <laughs> right, to, I didn't feel bad when Jeffrey Dahmer got it in prison. But to, but to just write off everybody who's in a jail cell as equivalent to uh, Jeffrey Dahmer is just not fair. And this woman in, uh, in Maricopa County was in for, for, uh, because she was a prostitute. And I thought it was important to come back around to the whole prostitution issue because, well, as I pointed out earlier, it's not going away. Go ahead, lock them up, keep locking them up, and guess what? New women will become prostitutes in, the, in order to replace them. Because as long as there's a demand for a product or a service... Somebody is going to flaunt the law in order to provide that product and service. As long as somebody wants to get high, somebody's going to sell them drugs. Doesn't matter if you put the death penalty on selling a drug. Somebody is going to take that risk in order to make that sale. Now, it's going to cost a lot. And indeed, prohibition raises prices. 
Raises prices of drugs, raises prices of prostitution. Same thing. If somebody wants to have sex, somebody is going to have sex with them. And they're going to charge for it. And it doesn't matter how many stings the cops do. It doesn't matter how big the publicity uh, stunts they make. Oh, well, we busted 20 prostitutes last night on US-41 in, uh, in South Florida. So, come on out the next week. There'll be 20 more. It doesn't matter. And so, if, is there anybody out there that really thinks that they can somehow end prostitution by continually putting women in jail for this? I think that they, uh, they and they, men, they're hoping to, uh, to diminish the amount of it going on. But what they don't understand is they're increasing the damage done by it: more disease, uh, mm-hmm. more battered women as a result. Uh, you know, more customers battered, who, battered Johns, yeah, get beaten up and their money taken from them. You drive it underground, you turn it into a crime, yep. and then you're going to get a cr- criminal element that runs it. Take a look at how things run out in Nevada. You break the triangle of uh, drugs, uh, p- prostitution, and violence, and then, you know, it's it's not there anymore. It's, if you allow peaceful people to do the same things that they're normally doing, which is paying for goods and services and having sex, to combine those two things, mm-hmm. and everything will be fine. I understand that uh, some people think that, well, husbands will cheat on their wives and all that kind of stuff. They already are. Yeah, well, that, right. I mean... You know, that's it's happening anyway. Let's go to your phone calls. Uh, you're welcome to share your thoughts on prostitution. Uh, legalize it. It's the only humane thing to do. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Travis listening in West Virginia. Travis, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, Travis. What's on your mind tonight? I was uh, responding to uh, the Mama Alley, I guess her name was. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, very, very sad situation, but uh, she does make a very good point Uh it's going to get to the point where we're going to have to encounter force with force. And, uh, you know, I don't want to see it go to a violent situation, but it's going to eventually get to that point. And uh, the the Free State Project, I'm signed on as a member, and mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing. But, uh, I mean, what makes you think the feds won't come in on you? What, what makes me think it? I, I guess just uh, the way I'm, I'm living now. I used to feel the same way as you did, Travis. I mean, I, I thought that there was really no other way but to fight back and that you had to draw a line for yourself. And uh, upon I'm going to take them out! Upon that line, you had to do something. Um, I've changed my mind. I think that uh, peaceful people can actually have a change, and they have a better chance of making a change than people who are, you know, just which with their trigger finger getting a little itchy, just ready to do something. Because those are the kind of people that nobody has sympathy for. Those are the kind Crazy. of people. Yeah, I mean, you know, they they want you put in a cage. They want you put it six feet under. They'll so, and they'll paint you as a looney, looney tunes if you fi- if you fight back against the uh, the government guys. And it's what happens every single time. Uh, and I, I, we'll bring it back here if you want. Hang on, uh, if you want to respond to that. Hey, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And I I'm with you, Mark. I uh, I have the same mentality, man. I was ready to go. You guys come in, raid me, and I'm gonna take you out. See how many of you I can take out before I go down. That kind of thing. And uh, ever since I moved here, I have shifted my perspective. We'll talk more about it in moments. You've got the world's greatest Labor Day barbecue set to go, and then you run out of gas. Don't risk running empty. Change cylinders quick and easy with Amerigas. Visit Amerigas.com slash radio and enter your zip code to find one of 27,000 locations near you. And while you're there, print out the $5 rebate coupon. That'll buy another steak. Keep the grill fired up. Visit Amerigas.com slash radio. 
Live, you can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. If you want to help support the show, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com, and you'll get a list of things you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Promote. Freetalklive.com. Right back to the phones here. Travis, listening in uh, West Virginia, you're back on Free Talk Live. Travis, uh, exp- explaining to us that uh, you're, fr- you're frustrated, as uh, I have been, uh, that you- you're thinking that it's going to come down to violence, uh, us versus the government, that kind of thing, and you wanted to respond. So go ahead. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, the Free State Project is a very good thing, and I'm all for, you know, peacefully, peaceful activism and all of that, but, uh, after the Free State Project, you know, gets so big and people start, a lot of people start moving to New Hampshire, what makes you think the feds won't come in and use violence on you to stop it? What kind of evidence do you have of that happening? I don't have any evidence, but it's it's very likely. What do you think they're going to do? Round people up? Drop a nuke? What do you think? Tanks? Well, once you guys start making positive progress, mm-hmm. the government will do whatever to... You know, get their way. That's what they do. There's positive progress being made, you know, in different places, and you can see that the the government hasn't used violence and force. Um, it's it's difficult in this day and age, in the age of cameras, to to just you know use wholesale force to get what they want. Well, and they can't if, just roll. If a- they were smart, they would have gone ahead and put bullets in the heads of leaders uh, of the Free State Project, uh, the perceived you know, high leaders, levels, uh, high high level, you know, people that uh, appear to be leaders of the Free State Project. They would have done that. Uh, years ago. Well, and it's not like they, they can just do. roll in a tank into a compound, firebomb the place, and be done with it. I mean, people are spread all across New right. Hampshire. They just have houses. They just live here. Right. So, I mean, if, if you can't think of what they might do, I mean, I can think probably the worst case would be dropping a nuke or uh, rounding people up and executing them or something like that. Uh, and I think it's it seems pretty unlikely. But even if that's what it comes down to, uh, well, at least I've had fun up until that point. I mean, this has been the most fun that I've ever had in my whole life be- up here uh, being with these activists. And uh, to me, that's what it's all about. I mean, if they want to come and, and use the final solution against us or something like Which that. Which I don't think likely. Uh, it seems very unlikely, but uh, so be it. I mean, because if you do nothing now, if you do nothing now, then it's likely going to go there anyway, right? So why not get together with other like-minded people and do something, regardless of what the fears might be? Well, I'm currently in the process of uh, starting a Students for Liberty uh, association at my university, Concord University, and uh, so hopefully that will get more people involved around my area. There's not many liberty-minded people. Well, tell if you're doing Students for Liberty, then uh, definitely let them know about the Free State Project, because young people are certainly more mobile and more able to uh, to pick up and make a move. And Travis, thank you for the call tonight. And I hope that you'll find, Travis, by the way, uh, in retrospect, that once you get here to New Hampshire and you get around other uh, people and the, you get infected by the you know the positive uh, atmosphere up here. The desperation goes away. That Yeah, that whole, oh, let's you know get prepared for the, the bitter, violent end thing uh, kind of slips away. And it's just... That's what happened to me. Uh, I, I kind of had a big shift in my life a Well, this few is years what ago. happens when you take the frontiers away. There are no more frontiers on the world. Everything's sort of populated. It used to be that uh, the people that wanted more liberty could go to place with more liberty. Now, that's not true. I mean, you can't go, you can't go in the woods without some warden coming along and telling you, hey, you can't have that tent here. You've got, uh, whoa, whoa, you caught that fish out of season, blah, 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 you know. I know if I want peace, I'm not going to get there through violence. Yeah. Let's go to your uh, calls and talk to Jeff in Charleston listening to WVTS. Hello, Jeff. Jeff, Charleston. 
Going once. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Jeff, what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, it's been a few months ago, but I was on my way home from work, and I was pulled over by the cops. And, you know, I asked him why I was being pulled over, and he said I was driving suspicious. So he went on, uh, asked him if I had anything in the vehicle, and I said no. He asked if he could search it, and I said, well, I'm trying to get home. You know, no. And he said, well, it's going to be a lot quicker you getting home because I'm going to call a dog in to sniff around your car. <laughs> so a few more of them show up, uh, about two more patrol cars, and they keep asking me to search the car. And then finally they started accusing me of being intoxicated. Oh, boy. And uh, jerked me out of the car, slammed me on the back of their car, handcuffed me, ripped through my car, ripped my speakers apart, you know, wow. everything. Didn't yeah. find anything. Punishment. Okay. Came back there, unhandcuffed me, sent me on my way. No ticket, no <gasps> nothing. Yeah, you just, you had to put your car together on the side of the road, though. Yeah. You know, these cops are getting, just uh, probably a week ago, an 80-year-old man, a police officer, jerked him off his ATV, yep. slammed him down, sent him to the hospital. Yep, yeah. we, so we talked about that story, uh, I think it was uh, either earlier this week or last week uh, on the program. Now, of course, there's uh, likely nothing you can do about this, right? I mean, they uh, they just completely violated your rights. And it was on the flimsiest of pretenses, but what could you do? File a complaint, which they'll then file in the circular file? Yeah, and, you know, you drop through and they'll pull over every time you see you. Yep. I mean, it's, you know, there's really nothing. And, you know, this happens all the time, but everybody's afraid to come forward with it. Sure. Because they'll harass you. Man, I, I can empathize with you, dude. Um, you know, I can tell you, there's a city council person I know that's in this town, and he voted against something that had to do with raises for the cops or something like that in town. And he said he couldn't drive anywhere in town without getting pulled over for six months. Amazing. I mean, they pulled him over, I think it was... I think it was a dozen times in six months. If you can imagine what that's like. If you love liberty, get thee to New Hampshire. I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. You can learn more at freestateproject.org. Let's talk to Dave, also listening in Charleston to WVTS. Hello, Jay, uh, Dave. Hey. Hey, what's on your mind? Oh, well, funny that the uh, last guy from Illinois had a similar story. Uh, I actually got arrested in Illinois for my friend kicking someone in the junk, mm-hmm. which was uh, interesting because apparently I conspired to kick the guy. So <laughs> your friend me. did the kicking, but you ended up getting arrested. Yes. He got arrested, too, but mm-hmm. I was conspiring because he told me he was going to do it. Wow. But, and what yeah, were you supposed to do to stop him? <laughs> I don't know. Good word, maybe. I have no, no idea. You were charged with assault. But, uh, what ended up happening? Well, I went to the jail. Uh, they stripped me down and everything. And when I was stripped down, the guy actually they had two prison guards. One of them was facing outward. The other one faced into the shower. And one of them grabbed my junk, pinned me up <laughs> against the wall, keep shot at me. And, and then uh, he's like, hey, we don't do stuff like this. And I'm like, I didn't even do anything. But, you know, he thought that was cool. He grabbed your but, junk and, did a, and took a cheap shot at you? Yeah, well, the other guy watched the door to make sure no one came in. Wow. Which is pretty cool. But uh, so after that, when I was actually finally getting ready to leave, they weren't going to let me use my own money for bail. So I had to call somebody else to come bail me out. But uh, when I was on my way out, the dude uh, said I was smiling too much. Apparently, I was too happy to be leaving the jail. Mm. He made me sit in another cell for another hour. After I'd already been there for over 24, so... While your friend was waiting out front for you, they just made you made them wait yeah. an hour. Yeah, I was only 19, so actually I was waiting for me, and I never got to call my parents, so they were kind of like, where, where are you at? <laughs> wow. Thanks for the story. Appreciate the call tonight. Let's talk to Kevin, listening in Indy to WXNT. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. The uh, situation with the prostitution is... Uh, 
kind of like the chicken and the egg. And let's just pretend for a second that we all believe in creationism. So the chicken came first. So prostitution is the root cause of a lot of the problems, only because that majority of the prostitutes are drug addicts. And if you have legalized prostitution, which I'm in favor of that, I'm in favor of legalized marijuana, whatever, Great. let's tax it and let's fix the roads and schools. But the problem is, and they've had studies in Sweden, etc., the underground um, drug addicts will always be there, and they'll just keep lowering their prices, the disease, etc. Because it will, you know, prostitution will level off. It'll, be, it'll become an industry. They'll track it. You know, this last this time last year we made one hundred twenty thousand uh, dollars. This year we might only make a hundred thousand, but you'll still have that, uh, and it's a terrible thing. The drug addiction will cause uh, women to be prostitutes. Indeed, but um, you know, and let's suppose they do compete in the marketplace as uh, you know, outs illegal. There's still going to be the standard in the marketplace where people are tested, where women are tested, and uh, you know, that's gonna it's gonna cause the people who are competing illegally um, in to to have to compete with people that are tested, and I think that that will that that'll. Inc- Increase the chance, or decrease the chance that you would uh, get some kind of horrible disease. If you uh, no, see that's that's where I, I hate to beg to differ because what happens is these prostitutes, especially the drug addicts, become very aggressive, and they will approach a gentleman who might not go to the legalized version, uh, offer them such an incredible amount of low price, etc. And they just, you know, men will be men. Buyer beware. I mean, if that's right, if, yeah. you know, if you yeah. if you manage to go get yourself diseased uh, from, uh, you know, dealing with a streetwalker, it's difficult for me to feel bad. When, when you could have gone down the Correct. street to the bunny ranch. Uh, I'm which, just talking about well, how you can minimize. You'll never be able to to to, to get rid of the uh, the bad attributes of prostitution, but you can minimize. True, them. absolutely. And I wish we had more time to, to discuss it. We are out of it. I thank you for the call tonight, Kevin. Uh, and but of course. If you're going to legalize prostitution, you should also legalize all drugs, and then the women that are drug addicts won't have to necessarily be prostitutes in order to afford their habits. They wouldn't have to. Uh, anyway, we're out of time. If you want to talk more about it, you can call us tomorrow night for the uh, Sunday show with the co-host edition tomorrow at freetalklive.com. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com.